0: Tomorrow's a late show because of Cardinal Baseball. I will be off on Friday uh, because we're going to see Phoebe at KU for Parents Weekend. I'll have lots of stories on Monday, so tune in. Uh <laughs> stairway
1: to Kevin. All right. Uh I'm trying to decide which way I want to go on this. I I am gonna go on a kind of our one of our uh angles that we get into on history and things that from history that are just amazing. And I and I found this yesterday. It's an account that I hadn't really been familiar with before but it's super interesting and it's all about like ancient history right and it was talking about math and how how far back the ancient Egyptians knew things that that we kind of teach in school now and I thought some of the numbers were really interesting on this so uh they found a print a print uh printing um a writing from 1500 B.C. that is written all in algebra and trigonometry. <laughs> and th- the this this tweet was really long, and it kind of explained how...
0: How did we lose all that in the Middle Ages? I,
1: I, I don't think that it was lost. I think it was because so many people couldn't read. They were just never educated. People were never... But the smart people were learning this. So apparently Pythagoras went to Egypt to learn wow. all of these things and then brought that back. Um, and at, as did a lot of the other um, kind of people you think of that are math geniuses or like some of the in, innovators yeah. in mathematics. But what's there are a couple things that are amazing to, about this to me. First of all, that's just how old that this piece of this piece of papyrus was was 1500 BC. But that means they knew these things well before that. We are still teaching those things today in school right now. There are kids learning. Trigonometry. They're learning the Pythagorean theorem, which is derived from some of these things. We're learning algebra again, going back to at the very earliest that time, probably much older than all of that. And I find that to be amazing about not just the Egyptians, but about math in general. That things that people learn, human beings figured out three, four, five thousand years ago, are still being taught. It's
0: like the guy who figured out how. Uh... Uh, here you go. This is a perfect juxtaposition. Uh, the circumference, I guess, of of the Earth with a stick, yeah, and a shadow, and shadows,
1: yeah, yeah. Using two points, what were the what were the fixed points? One was in was it in Alexandria? <sighs> I don't know there are two fixed points in Egypt that they used, and they had a guy walk. I don't know how many hundreds of miles it was, but he walked to this other place so that they could conduct the experiment. And they said, "Well, if the shadows are this way, that means the Earth is flat." But if they're a little different and it's the same time of day, it proves that the earth is round. And that's how they initially proved it.
0: I wonder how much of it has to do with wealth being in the fertile crescent like that. Yeah. And how much of it just has to do with every generation is going to throw a few geniuses.
1: I don't know. But, I mean, it explains, though, partly how they did some of the things that they did. Right. An advanced understanding of math is the key to building things. It is the key to understanding how to do certain things. I'm just, I can't even fathom that far back. No technology, no computers, no calculators. I mean, like, no no, no I, electricity, I just saw, nothing. I just saw a
0: show the other night, because this is who I am and what I do, uh, that said, like, it was an engineer who said, look, I know you've heard things like, we couldn't build the pyramids today. And he said, this isn't hyperbole. Like, we could, we could probably pull it off but it would be like a trillion dollars and it would take years and that's with our modern equipment and then i got screwed up last night on tiktok i was in the zone and <laughs> someone said w- w- we've never really found the bottom of the pyramids what if the pyramids are just the top of a really much bigger pyramid
1: oh yeah they just go or they just go straight down like a like a shaft
0: essentially i had someone convinced for a long time that the arch st louis arch had an identical one under Ground. <laughs> I, remember, I, remember if that. I still believe that. <laughs> I yeah. that. You kind of uh, had me convinced because you <laughs> sold it. A, it sorry. was Mark Close. Oh man, he carved him.
1: When when I read things like that, I mean, like again, you you kind of know these things. You knew that people, um, you know, before any technology. New things and figured things out in very interesting ways. I mean, people even way before this were charting the stars. Yeah. They were able to figure out where the stars were in the sky. And based on that, they figured out how we moved and eventually figured out, oh, my gosh. Yeah, these things don't go around us. We go around this other thing. And that's how this all works out. But do you guys ever look back at that and
0: think nothing's changed with that? Yeah, right? they, they I mean, got it. Yeah, they got it perfect then. Yeah. No, I look, I've said this a million times and I'm not being self-deprecating like I'm ugly. So you'll tell me I'm pretty. Um, if I would have been born in any other era, I would have just made a living picking up heavy things. Like I I have nothing to add, nothing to add. I, 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 I got nothing. But it, I got nothing.
1: And what's fascinating to me, too, though, is it shows in part because of technology. Right. I mean, the, the advance, the the. Maybe the single most important – people will argue about what the single most important invention of all time is. may have been the printing press because that led to more and more people learning to read. And being able to read is how you end up learning things like this. If you can't read in general, it's really hard. You're not learning that in school. Just
0: imagine that, that. There are still people out here who can't read, but back then it was most people. Right. And so imagine like the church and the church wasn't the only one doing it, but just the church was a very big deal. And they're like, here's what it says. You're like, can I, can you teach me to read so I can read it? Like, no, this is what it says. Shut up. I mean, that went on for hundreds of years.
1: Uh, Thousands, maybe. Right. I mean, you think about that whole time where you just asked, that was a great, it's a, I mean, to me, it's how my brain works. Right. So how did we get from those people knowing that? But like, think about the percentage of people in Egypt that actually knew those things. Yeah it was probably like 10 guys. Yeah. And and I mean guys, cuz back then it would have been all men doing those things. It was probably 10 20 people that knew those things out of however many millions of them you know people lived in that in that region of the world and for a long time all of this knowledge was I mean essentially you were a priest, you were somebody of significance if you knew how to read, if you knew these things. And now it's all that part's all commonplace, but the basic root stuff is still there. I mean, what I mean, that's what now we're almost 4000 years after the that Mm. this papyrus was drawn up in ancient Egypt. And again, the knowledge precedes all that. In some ways, none of it's changed. And in other ways, the main thing that's changed is everybody learns it in school. Now, everybody has access to it. We're not all good at it. Not, it's not that everybody has the aptitude to take that and build on it.
0: Well, then you think about how, you know, we've spoken about how George Washington, who's who's very recent in our minds, yeah. uh, had no idea that dinosaurs existed. And now we have a helicopter on Mars. That's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, the qu- quick change for just a second. I saw a video not long ago. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I think it's been pretty viral, but of a woman explaining um that there were no dinosaurs well, and if there were dinosaurs why aren't people finding bones in their backyards all the time <laughs> and well and and a guy that's an archaeologist is like that's exactly what's happening all over the world every day all the time how do you think we have all the things that we do and though she's in her argument is like they're not really bones he's like yeah i know they're fossils it's fossilized bones don't last that long because that was her point like bones only last 70 years like yeah, I know they're fossils. <laughs> it's it's something that was encased.
0: Speaking of fossils, you see all the kerfuffle with our uh, our egg bearing aliens. Oh no! From last week, uh, so it's pretty much been proven that it was false and a hoax. Oh, of course. And uh, now they're looking at criminal charges, mm. and the people are still saying no, it's real, and it's here's the thing. It, it, I don't know if it started with alternative facts or or if it predates that by a lot. But, no, it doesn't predate that by a lot because in my lifetime, 99.9% of people, if presented with a quote-unquote fact, would accept it. Okay, I need to change my mind because I can't dispute this. Uh, but now it's just an alternative conspiracy theory. And I'm not even talking about politics right mm. now, just with the the aliens. Uh, hey, here are these fossilized aliens. When I was pregnant, you can see the embryo. Uh, wait a minute. It looks like you just took a, an emu uh, skull, and then you took human femurs and turned them upside down, and this person couldn't even walk, and here's why. Then they're like, of course you'd say that, because you're trying to cover it all right, up. Yeah. Like, that is that is now a completely valid defense. You're trying, to, you're trying to shut me down. You're trying to, you know...
2: Well, that's what's so comforting about, you know, Kevin's original point that they made these discoveries in mathematics and stuff back then, and we're still learning it today. That's because they discovered a, a cold, hard truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is so hard to come by in 2023. There's always an Are alternative.
0: Reproducible is what science looks yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I did this experiment and it came out like this. And then a hundred other people do it. And it comes out the same way. And you go, this looks like a fact.
2: Did you guys see the meme of the aliens? They were like, it turns out they're just cake. <laughs> because, <laughs> and I saw that and I'm like this could be true it could not like I didn't click on it I'm like eh, wouldn't that would have made me. me almost as happy
0: as if they'd been aliens so they just cut <laughs> they just it they were eating it <laughs> were the eggs real uh, I haven't read what all of that was mm. once I saw that it's pretty much been outed as a hoax I'm like yeah. okay yep. kind of
1: done with that you yeah. got me
0: again not as bad as they got me on Bigfoot but you got me again well, you know.
2: I like that they just turned the human femurs upside down <laughs> they'll never <laughs> They'll never figure it out. But, Whoa, these but, look crazy. But they're also
0: saying that it took a lot of work, you know, to to build something that had uh, organic materials inside of it, hmm. inside of a fossil that you could use an MRI on and see it. Like, man, you went to a lot of work for something that was disprovable very quickly. Mm-hmm. How was it disprovable, I wonder? I think just like what I said, I I I think that uh, anthropologists and doctors were able to look at it and go like, that's a chicken wing, you know, like, no, that's not what you're saying it is.
1: But here's the thing. So here's another, this is why we have a problem with a lot of this stuff, because now I'm looking at a report from today, Mm -hmm. from an outlet called NDTV World. So they purport to be a worldwide news organization. uh, And it's, you know, again, they supposedly covered world news. And their story says this guy figured out that it was that uh, was belonged to a single skeleton. They were not assembled. Uh, that there's no evidence of assembly or manipulation of the skulls. And this is the thing that's going to go around the world. And people are going to see this and not see the other one. Or see the other one and go, yeah, that's the cover-up. This is the real one because this fits what I want it to be.
0: It's pretty much a pick-your-own-adventure game at this point. A lot of ways mm-hmm. it is, yeah. Scientifically... Religiously, politically, uh, there's never been. I think there's never been a better time to hold uh, dumb beliefs, because you can you don't you don't even have to defend them. You can just say you're attacking me for my beliefs, and you don't have to prove anything. And uh, I don't know. Does it get better, or does it just keep getting worse? It's a great question. It's a great question. That's I, the one that I, I always don't think know about. the answer to. I think about that a lot. I hate to think that we were smarter and more scientifically minded in the past. Uh, I don't know. I I think it's a phase we're going through.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because, I mean, now I'm seeing all of these. Like, the New York Post has a story that says um, the doctors, quote, found no evidence of any assembly of any kind, seemingly proving the remains were not human-made. Like, but that's the exact
0: opposite of the other story. Like, what the hell? Maybe it is cake. (laughs)
2: So. <laughs> it looked good too though yeah. that I saw.
0: We have uh, George Rosenthal coming up and we have Jim Talent coming up at the top of the hour. Chris Cuomo at the uh, 4 pm. Rach, what do you got?
2: Well, Dave, you were right. Uh, a couple yes. weeks ago, you brought... And that's the end of the segment. <laughs> no, you were right about this TikTok trend that was going around. A couple weeks ago, you told me about people who were strapping a camera to their chest and then picking up their cats or dogs Swinging and twirling around. them around. And you were like, oh, isn't this horrible? And I thought, oh, I don't know. It, doesn't, uh, I, I, it wasn't immediately apparent to me that the animal would hate that. Well, animal rights activists are saying, like, this is animal abuse. Please stop doing it. So... Just thought that was nice that you you were on the right side of history with that one, Dave. It's just
0: hard for me to imagine that an animal that has evolved over millions of years to not be twirled around by its paws <laughs> would suddenly go like, this is the most fun I've ever had. Uh,
2: okay, the next thing, I, I saw Anne Hathaway. She just gave an interview, and she was asked about aging and how she feels about aging, and she gave this answer like, I don't think about aging. Age means nothing to me because I just focus on the quality of my life and yada, yada, yada. And I'm reading it and I'm going, that's nice, but you're like one of the most beautiful women on the planet. She looks... I mean, I don't know how old she is at this point. Maybe in her 40s. She looks the same as she did when she did The Princess Diaries. I just... I guess I'm just it's being like, petty, but I just get annoyed no, whenever no, it's I like these. It. Or like Alicia Keys, like, I'm never wearing makeup again. Well, it's it's handy that you're one of the most beautiful yeah. women that's ever lived. Uh, like,
0: I love Salma Hayek, and she just posted something last week saying, uh, I get a lot of compliments on my body, but I'll tell you that it's not uh, from working out, and it's not from diet, it's from meditating. And I'm like, okay. Okay, sure. Okay.
1: It also does get to me when you see the, the, the very rich, like the ultra rich be like, Money is nothing. Money doesn't matter. Money's not important. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, I'm only no, spending well, $100,000 a year on my personal chef. <laughs> right. It's like, it's not to you.
2: Uh, The other thing is, is I found out I'm doing something racist, unknowingly, apparently, according to people online. Oh, we've been talking about this. (laughs) Please don't say that. Yeah, I was like, I told her not to do it. (laughs) But I saw this brilliant think piece about how using the... You know how whenever you're picking an emoji, like say the thumbs up emoji or the okay emoji, it gives you all the different skin tones to use? And they were like well, white people might pick the the yellow default emoji. They think they're doing it to be neutral, but really it just shows how privileged they are that they're not even picking their own skin tone. And I'm going, okay, so picking the default is now like a racist reaction to emojis. Come on, people. I saw this on Reddit. Well, and who's yellow? There, it's That's just the, that's default, the default emoji. the default, right? So you're not yeah. even making You don't not even care enough to
1: take the time oh, okay. to...
0: But, but they're it, trying to say that there was a race that was yellow, which to me would be very racist. Yeah. But there's no. like, there's like, not even. That just seems so much less aggressive than like going out of
1: your way to pick white or whatever, right? Like right. Yeah, you're like, hey world, guess what? I'm still white. If I'm sending a thumbs up, it better be white. Yeah. Like that seems worse. People to need me. to know.
2: They well, need to know. The comforting thing is is though even though someone was silly enough to write an article like this, I saw it posted on Reddit and every single comment was like, You can throw this article in the trash. This is so stupid. It is nice whenever people go way over the line and way overstep with like, you're being prejudice and you don't even realize it, that enough of us go like, okay, maybe not in this case, though. Like, just back
1: off. <laughs> like, the worst accusation there is you're lazy. Right. And so it's an emoji. Who cares if people are lazy with their emojis for God?
0: League. I'm glad we're drawing lines. Like mm-hmm. we went for a lo- we went for many years there, where everyone was afraid to draw a line. Everyone was afraid to say that something wasn't this or wasn't that. But yeah. more and more, you see people going like, "Yeah, you're over hmm. your skis on this one." No, I those birds fly by every day. I swear I've to God, been, I'm lo- you no, see them too. I've been seeing them. I've been seeing them every day since you pointed it out. I feel and like. I- to to the, the same way. in the dark half. Like, pretty much every day about this time, a big flock of white birds fly by. No, I have
1: also... I've One seen looks them, just like Wheeler. market right, mark it. 229. Okay. Well, we'll see if it happens tomorrow. <laughs> I've seen them every Let's day do the scientific method. first pointed it out. I'm and so it's glad been... to be
0: sharing a mental illness with Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Dave. I see him, too. <laughs> we have the same visions. 234DGS. <laughs> so, George Rosenthal's here from Throttlenet talking to my T talking to my AI. Uh, I asked him when he walked in cause I was saying something to Andrew, uh, Hey, do I have my one sheeter for Cuomo? But I was looking at George. He's like, Oh my God, I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> and I said, when's the last time you were yelled at? And he said, probably when I was 18 working like at Best Buy yep. and it just brings back, like we can get yelled at now, right? I mean, Steve could yell at us for something, but like really getting dressed down when you're a teenager, man, that oh, sucked.
3: That was terrible. That was terrible. Maybe it's Sears too. I was selling washers and dryers in college, and yeah, that was that was definitely interesting.
0: Have you guys ever dressed someone down, employment wise?
3: No, no, I've never personally done that. No, I've uh-huh. let I've let people go for playing Xbox all day long.
0: <laughs> I think I've had meltdowns, but I don't know that I've ever just been like, "Is that a pledge pin on oh, your no. uniform?"
3: <laughs> I've never been a boss, so it's no. not like you know.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, like I have had arguments with people that I worked with. I one with a producer, one of my best friends. We just had a day where we were arguing, and the next day we were back to normal. He's talking about me.
3: (laughs) No.
0: You two are are more than that. (laughs) It's my buddy Travis. Hi, Travis.
3: Uh, What you got for us? So a couple of AI stories, and then I wanted to cover uh, some of the cybersecurity breaches in Vegas, which are fascinating because they're, like, supposed to be Fort Knox. Mm -hmm. So before we get there, let's go to something I think is wild that's happening in China Um, And it's influencers, so think here, TikTokers, uh, really, really uh, well-followed YouTubers, they're selling out to major corporations, and they're selling out their likeness, the way they talk, their mannerisms, and that... And they're licensing that so that AI can be used to create commercials, streaming TV commercials, streaming ads on TikTok or streaming ads on YouTube. But I think it's an interesting trend how like influencers are realizing they can sell out their likeness and make more money. But the interesting part is how bad is that? You know, it's an ethical question. You got to ask yourself, you're selling you, but you never said these words right. to promote the toothpaste or to promote the product. You and never is, said those is, words.
0: Is the uh, is the expectation that the end user would know that it's AI no. or they'd be fooled?
3: They do not know at all. And, and, and that's the big story in China is that people are being sold these products, but they have no idea that the influencer never said those things. Mm. So that gets into a whole dilemma of... Of ethics because now it's not the influencer saying these things are getting behind them. Like when you do lives for ThrottleNet, it's people know it's you and they're like, wow, okay, this is a human being that believes in ThrottleNet and here's what's behind ThrottleNet. But this is totally, this is coming to yeah. a whole different level where you're talking about a toothpaste that you don't ever, you never said you liked. But somebody else used your voice, and but because you, you sold out, wow. so I think that's something we need to keep an eye on as we mm-hmm. get into this whole thing, and something um, I need to look into. So, <laughs>
0: just saying,
3: hey, we're, we're Maybe still, there's a
0: Michael flooring in
3: China. We're still working on the whole. We want to do have some fun with I your find voice. This so, so
0: intriguing. Uh, my buddy Craig Gass, who is the best impersonator I know, says that my voice is the only one he can impersonate.
3: It's very hard,
0: and then you're having
3: trouble cracking it with AI. Yes, we are. Actually, I have a very professional, high end. A.I. company right now in California working on your voice, and they are completely <laughs> stumped because they cannot pick up the, the just the influx and in the way your voice carries. And A.I., you should be very proud of that, by the way. Mm. AI, Dave, is- you're
1: the master key.
0: Yeah. Yeah, seriously.
3: And the Rosetta Stone, you're the, key. the Rosetta Stone. No, you're to the key AI. to defeating
1: AI in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be the one person
3: leading the rebellion.
1: <laughs> we're all going to have we're all going to have voice filters that make us sound yeah. like you. What's uh, what's the main guy's name in Terminator? That's you. Yeah, they, yeah. they round
0: up like thousands of middle-aged bald guys with tattoos. That's, right. <laughs> That's not him. That's not him.
1: No. Oh. AI can only they can't. They can't get you though. <laughs> I mean, to give you an example, codex. I gave
3: them 15 minutes of your voice recordings of lives you've done for ThrottleNet. Uh-huh. They said they need like an hour and a half. There, I fed them another <laughs> don't give hour. It to them. <laughs> I fed them another hour of your voice in like. It, they're just like, okay, we. It's gonna come. I'm like, all right. Well, you said this was gonna be pretty easy, and AI was so smart, but AI is getting better. Well, that just goes to show you, we're still at the entry levels of AI. Uh, so everybody, don't freak out out there. The, the robots aren't coming to kill you yet, but. Speaking of that, I have a robot story, okay. which I know Kevin loves. So uh, there's a, a guy that was recognized by MIT, and he has now uh, accumulated the largest database for robot learning. And his main focus is helping the elderly so that if you don't want to go into a home, one day you'll have this robot that will get things for you, take care of the clothing, the laundry, take care of the floors, the dishes, if you need a, a a drink from the fridge, it'll go get a drink from the fridge and all these things. Well, it's learning. They actually came up with these learning algorithms that if it messes up on the task you ask it to do, it now learns on its own. So there's not a programmer needed to actually teach it again. Um, so it's taking in tons and tons, thousands and thousands of records a day in activities that it's doing and then learning from that. And that's something that's fantastic. I know, Kevin, you were worried about putting AI inside of robots. I not know. Worried, and worried.
1: A- just like just... Literally anything else, like put in some seat belts, right? <laughs> you know, right, <laughs> right. make sure there are some safety features on this sports car.
3: Yeah, no, I agree with that. You're absolutely right. So it, it, they are working on on the whole safety part of it. But his goal, which I think is pretty admirable, is trying to help folks with basic home mm-hmm. tasks, um, and that could be anybody from the disabled all the way through to elderly and anybody yeah. who just wants to be lazy so let's <laughs> yeah
0: like my Talking my mom my mom's 96 god love her still lives alone Yeah, <clears throat> but she's lonely and uh, doesn't want to move in with me doesn't want to go anywhere and she's right. looking for someone to be with her a few days a week and just spend mm-hmm. time with her and it would be wonderful I doubt she would want it Uh but if there were some sort of an AI yes. that could sit and have a conversation and vacuum and you know yeah,
3: absolutely well I mean
0: and and we'll probably have that when we're that
3: age absolutely oh, 100% we well, mm-hmm. I, and he, I, th- I right. that leads me to my one other story I wanted to get to before we get to Vegas. Um, the video games are progressing exponentially faster uh, in the way of AI. So you remember back in the day, you'd fire up Mario on the Nintendo. You get to the castle, and it says, the princess is in a different castle, but thank you for saving me. Move on to the next level. Then it got to, all right, we're going to play this game, and it's like, nice job. You've completed the mission. Let's move on to the next mission. And it was a recorded voice, right? Now they're coming out this year with video games that are completely interactive, where you have a microphone, whether it's a headset, a VR set, uh, just a microphone built into your laptop, whatever. And you walk into a convenience store and you say, hey, dummy, I want to buy some soda. And the AI goes, you can't be impolite in this store. I don't sell to impolite people. And it just improvises based on whatever you tell it. So there's no, no more recording of the voice. It's I was good AI knowing voice. you guys. Mm, I'm, yeah. never so, out. <laughs> I'm
1: never
3: coming out. <laughs> you're done. I'm never coming out. That's, that's <laughs> exactly so all of the researchers that I that I watched on this. Yes, I watched a speech on this, and you're right, Kevin. People are like we are years away from never leaving your home again mm. because Just you're, like you're going to get player one, What you're describing—that's exactly what it is. And so you can the video game changes based on the way you talk to it and the way you interact with it. Uh, to me, that's fascinating. It goes to those robots being at your house and being able to talk about mm-hmm. it, though. So I don't know how we're doing on time, but I wanted to touch a little bit on that Vegas, yeah, if I could, because it's fascinating. Multi-billion dollar corporation taken down by a phone call. Uh, they they got in. They They worked their way into the email system and realized that they had access to a real live employee. They then found the help desk, the internal help desk for the MGM Grand and this is also tied to the Bellagio, they call in and say, hey, um, it's my first week or so, I I don't want to get fired, I lost my password, I can't get into the network, if I don't get my job done, I'm going to get fired. They used a very, very sad, like they were crying, according to the the, the, the story that was told, they were really upset and needed to get that password. And so by the kindness of this person's heart, instead of following procedure, and maybe they needed a lot more education, Uh, And I'm telling this story because small businesses out there need to be educating their people on this exact scenario. Um, They sent a reset password email to this account, and within seconds they were in. They then went through and shut down the gaming floor of the MGM Grand and the Bellagio. They then shut down all the reservations, could not check in, could not check out. They then went and shut down the website, could not make a reservation for future vacations. They went to the elevators and shut the elevators down in the hotels. Then they revoked most 90% of the hotel rooms and locked out their rooms because they're all electronic keys. So you're taking down a multi-billion dollar corporation because you got access to one person's email and you use social engineering to make a phone call. That to me is... Did they pay? Well, they won't release that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they had to pay millions. Uh, and to get restitution to get this back up and running, because they were losing 18 million per casino per day. To your
0: uh, knowledge, when the bad guys say, hey, Dave Glover Incorporated, we need 100 grand, and I say, damn it, okay,
3: and I pay it, do they honor it typically? Most of the time they do, because listen, I know there's no honor among thieves, but the point is if they know that you're going to pay, they accept the money uh, and they turn your stuff back on, they know that you'll pay again someday. So that's you know they they want to do that. But to if try. they
0: did it the next day, you'd probably go. Uh, kiss right. my ass. You're like seriously, we're done. Yeah, goes. I
3: know how this goes. Yeah, because you left eight back doors and you worked your way back into my network and yeah. shut me down again. But I, it's fascinating how you. We always hear about don't click an email and you know don't put a USB stick in your computer that you don't know it's not yours. Um, make sure you copy and paste the the FedEx tracking number and go to FedEx.com. But for somebody to make a phone call and uh, you know pry on somebody's emotions and get in that way and shut down a multi-billion dollar corporation for a week or more. I mean, that to me tells the story to every small to medium-sized business out there that this is this is not just happening to you guys. This is happening to billion-dollar corporations. And if you're not doing ongoing training, and even there, there should have been measures in place to lock down that email address to begin with mm-hmm. so that even, even if they had uh, done the whole social engineering play, they wouldn't have access to that person's email address.
0: Does every business get hit every day to some extent?
3: Oh, absolutely! There, there's an attempts every day. All they send out by the millions, millions and millions a day on emails, just to see who will click, just to see. And again, your weakest link is not you, the business owner per se. It's all your your team. Your team is the weakest link. It takes one wrong click. It takes one sympathetic voice on the phone that's crying. You don't want to get them fired, so you send them a reset on your password. Uh, it just takes one little thing like that, and. We keep talking about it for years and years and years, but a lot of people have not taken that action to move to the next step to look into it. And, I mean, look what happened with St. Louis County. I, I Thank goodness Sam Page came to a census and said, we got to spend more on cybersecurity. Like, this this has to happen. Like, we are now at the age where we can't be having the jails, uh, the police department down. Like, this cannot happen anymore. Uh, and with the right measures in place and with the right training, it won't. It won't ever happen again.
0: What are the chances of, like, really shutting down the grid like a foreign uh, th- power.
3: That's the scary, scary thing. That's like, what's the movie Die Hard with a Vengeance? It's the one of the, where they had the fire sale and they shut down the whole country based on, so that's the terrible scenario. I think that we've gotten to a point where the infrastructure is now protected because of fears like that from the last decade, uh, but it still doesn't negate the fact that one wrong person inside the wrong agency, well, look what happened to that water plant in Florida. They were they, they hacked their way into a water plant in Florida, sat there for a long time, almost a year, and watched when a new guy got hired. Then they changed the ingredients of the lie, how much lye should go into the water, and gave it to, had it print out for the new guy. And thankfully, a supervisor had, happened to be on, on site and saw that a new guy was going to put too much chemicals in the water and saved it. So then this happened. That was, oh, my gosh, five years ago. So that was going on years ago. Imagine... If they get into the water system and that kind of thing happens. So cybersecurity is a very big threat. And what's making it worse, you guys, is AI. AI is now an email that used to be broken English, poor punctuation. You knew it wasn't legit. Now they all look and read like your neighbor just wrote it. Um, The code that's written. You don't need to even be a developer anymore to write software to hack into somebody's network. uh, Because AI will write all the code for you. I miss the old days. Yeah. I do. I know. Like, I'm sure I know.
0: this stuff is go- it may save me from cancer one day, but oh, I agree it's with just you, so scary. I,
3: I agree. It's terrifying. It, there's a lot of great stuff going on, but the things that we have to be aware of just on a daily basis are crazy compared to what it was in the 80s when you could just run a business and and uh, be happy about it. But now you've got to take a whole different mindset. Yeah.
0: Reach out to George at throttlenet.com slash DGS. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. It. Appreciate it. Thank so- Two fifty-three DGS. The dual sports wheels. So we talked privately yesterday about maybe Wayno had pitched his last for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I think he should stop. You're not going to go on a higher note than that. Uh, and so he's not going to make his next start. Is that right?
1: Well, that's what Ollie Marmol said yesterday. So his next scheduled start would have been in San Diego, and Ollie said that he is not going to make that start. And he said if he pitches again, it'll be in the final home stand against the Reds. Um, what do and- you think? it's hard. I would never tell a player what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I would never say, Wano should never do that. I would say that if I were in those shoes, the way that you got 200 would be the way I would want to go out. Yep. Go out with seven shutout innings. You got the celebration. You got the hugs. You got everything. It's just... If you just go out and have a bad one, that, it's not that that ruins anything. It doesn't change your legacy. This season doesn't change Wainwright's legacy. It's a bad season. Bob Gibson had a bad last season.
0: You want to hear my example of this? You've never heard this story. You're going to love it. Mm. So I was in a psychology class in college, and the uh, professor thought I was kind of smart. And so we did a paper, like a pretend scientific paper, and he, I got like a 97 or 98 and the rule was you you can write it over if you want to try and get a better grade and he called me in he was clearly trying to like mentor me and he's like uh got 98 and uh of course you don't need to rewrite this and i got all full of myself <laughs> and I'm, I'm 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 completely playing a part at this point i'm like well you don't know me uh i'm <laughs> I, i'm going to rewrite it i'm going to try and get a 100 and he's like dave you don't have to. I'm like, P-Shaw, sure, I shall. So I did and I'm getting an 82. I rewrote it way way worse. And he was like, "Oh yeah, now I see it. Some of the stuff I thought was brilliant, you just sort of guessed at." So <laughs> there's and I I've, I've told my kids that story and I'm like, just take yes for an answer. Yeah. Even if you fooled someone into thinking you're better than you are.
1: Yeah. I mean, I and I always I say this all the time. People some people agree, some people don't, but an athlete should do what they want to do. If you want to pitch, go pitch. If assuming the team is okay with it, and in, in this scenario when the team's eliminated, I mean, there's no reason why the team would be like, "No, Adam, you can't pitch." Yeah. Um, as long as it's okay for in the team scenario, if you want to go, you should go. Like, because you'll never get it back when you retire. That's it. It's over. There's no more. So Good point. I get that. I totally understand it. I still think my feeling would be that's the way to go out. Yep. is seven shutout, big celebration at home. I just, I, and, and again, it doesn't change legacy. It just wouldn't feel as good going out if you didn't have a good game the last time out. And then this week, that weekend can just be the celebration because he's doing yeah. the performance after the Saturday game. Sunday's going to be the big ceremony my, and everything.
0: My guess is that's what he does.
1: I would.